Well, I want to welcome you to the First Church Podcast. Um, I am live here with my wife, Emily, and Hi. it's our anniversary. Yay! Uh, so I want like to celebrate. <laughs> yes, uh, I want to wish her a happy anniversary. We've been together, or we've been married for eight years. Yeah, we've been together for nine. Yep, together for nine. So um, got married fairly quickly after we met one another. She couldn't resist. <laughs> Um, but today uh, we are starting something new here at the church, and I know some of you are uh, also Facebook Live, um, hopefully. And uh, if you want to um, watch Facebook Live and even submit questions uh, while we do this podcast, you'll be able to. Um, at the moment, uh, we will be discussing today uh, five reasons to host a small group. Uh, this podcast has been set up. Um, really with the primary purpose to encourage and inform some of our First Church family to be able to put out there for that reason. But if uh, you are happening to watch and if you are a Christian or attend church, I think this would be very helpful. Even if you don't, I think uh, what we'll be doing over the next several months as we kind of record some of these podcasts, uh, you will find uh, hopefully interesting. And so uh, I hope you're... uh, uh, kind of informed and tuned in. Um, before we kind of get into the topic today, I do want to make just a couple of quick announcements. The first is that uh, we are having a growth group meeting this Wednesday and next Wednesday, that's August 7th and August 14th at 6.30. And so if we say something today that uh, sparks your interest and say, hey, I want to get in a growth group or I want to lead um, a growth group, is that's what we call small groups here at our church. Uh, you can meet here at the church at 6.30 uh, this Wednesday, August 7th, or next Wednesday, August 14th, and I'll actually kind of take you through a training session. And then we have our all-church picnic coming up uh, this weekend, uh, Saturday, from 11 to 2, and so feel free to come out for that. I would just ask that you bring a side dish, uh, and you can bring some friends and family members if you would like. And uh, then on August 16th, um, starting at 7 p.m., we have a worship night here called The Belonging, and The Belonging is uh, primarily a worship night for young adults. Uh, at the we we just started a few months ago, and uh, we had over a hundred young adults show up, and we're really excited about that. Um, uh, uh, and so we look forward to August sixteenth, and um, we hope that uh, if um, you'd like to come out to that, that you come out to that. So looking forward to that. Well, I want to jump right in uh, to the topic that we're going to be discussing. One of the things that we hope to do at our own church here is maybe to jumpstart a couple more uh, small groups. And uh, so we're going to talk about some reasons actually to host in your home. Uh, But I think some of these reasons that we're going to be talking about will also be good reasons uh, for you to actually join a small group. Definitely, yeah. And uh, so instead of actually starting with the reasons not to host a small group at your home or to host a small group at your home, we're going to start with a few reasons why you might not want to host a small group. Um, We know uh, there's uh, a lot of reasons (laughs) Uh, probably two hosts and not host. More than probably more than uh, than two. And so we'll just maybe address some of your fears or concerns about having uh, some people that you may or may not even know over to your house uh, to to have a small group. So Emily, I'm going to go ahead and and start with you. Why? What are some reasons? Because originally, even in your article that we've posted to our Facebook page here, and um, we'll try to link up. Uh, you actually start off with a reason why you didn't want to host a uh, a group in yeah. our house. Well, and because we had we had just moved here, and I was getting ready to have my first child, and Josh suggested that we have 
a group over to our house weekly and my brain just kind of like panicked because I kept thinking like, I'm going to have a newborn. Like there's no way I can host people in our home every week. Um, like I'm not normally a consistent person I'm with housework and things like that. And so the panic that set in, I, and it's weird to think about now because now small group is one of our family's favorite things that happens in our house. So, not really a um, consistent person oh, with housework. Oh, hear myself. Um, but so I did, I, um, that was one of my kind of initial things of like, whoa, I'm going to have, you know, people in my space after having this baby. And it just seemed a little scary. Um, and also I pulled some friends <laughs> to see kind of, and these are friends that have since started hosting small groups in their home. And so the things that I kind of heard over and over again were um, something forever. That yeah. was, that's the thought that people think like, if I start this now, like I'm going to have to do this forever. Um, and no, like it's not forever. If you start a small group, you can do it just on a um, semester by semester basis. You know, one of the things that people ask us and we take people through a, a membership class that we call Next Steps. And a small group uh, or lead a small group or even in our training coming up here soon is to it might be a time to ask somebody else to host um, or to transition uh, but more often than not they want to host and they want to be a part of the group and they actually uh, although they might need to take breaks A lot of times like those breaks can look like instead of meeting and talking about the sermon, something that you are committing to forever. It is a semester. So how a semester long, because most churches do kind of, how long are ours? So ours are... No, I, I don't know. Basically, they go from just after Labor Day until a couple of weeks out before Christmas. Break before Christmas. Um, and then they start up back usually towards mid-January to something. Uh, at the same time, we don't, we don't, we, we as a church kind of, uh, like micromanage that and so we yeah. kind of let groups do what they want to do uh, and so for instance I off um, and then we're starting to meet kind of again um, but we'll church will begin to kind of promote groups again uh, mid-august and then have signups uh, your group is studying I know our women's small group we do Bible studies, and so it's about, they're about um, a little bit of time to reflect on the study and then time to get ready for the next study. People said not to host was cleaning, uh, cleaning their house. And I actually touch on that in the article. One of my, ooh, one of my fears of people coming to our house every week and, you know,
but I do realize like some of that is, um, some of that is just your own fears. Like other people are not coming in and with their white gloves and saying, let's get kind of overwhelmed and think like, well, I'm not gonna have time to clean. I'm not gonna have time to do any of this. Um, is that I, um, I make it like the cleaning right before a week at least yeah. so that's really nice um and at that point like i have i have helped got into a rhythm so i think like once you get used to something happening you set you know what areas need to be cleaned so that's i mean i think that's definitely a concern of a lot of people but one was not feeling uh, worthy of leading and then also not feeling worthy of hosting um, so we when we had another couple uh, come in and they were the ones leading we were just hosting mm -hmm. and they really you, you can actually host and invite somebody else to lead uh, and that's what we did we had a group when we first started I think in, a, in their 20s at the time yeah. or around that age. Around, I think we had yeah. a few. And so what we did is for mm -hmm. people who are attending the church who are coming from different areas, we said, hey, we'll host. Um, and then we went. We, we all kind of wanted to be mentored by, but they didn't have time probably to really mentor us all individually to come. know uh mel and becky schaefer and they did a really good job Very of good. uh we began to both host and lead um it's not that we were able probably really mentored um we were pretty sleep deprived <laughs> yeah exactly because we kept having kids um <laughs> you need to be willing probably to lead a little bit because sometimes your yeah. leaders can't show up and uh it's every week uh it's it's a good idea to commit to hosting people um those and people understand uh, but we do i encourage people to go ahead and commit to it and say hey this is time that we're going to spend with these people um, uh, to one of the things too that was said is a lot of people just feel like their home isn't nice enough, yeah, and they're kind of insecure, more self conscious about their own spaces than, and they're more worried about them than anyone who's coming in will be. Um, In, like someone's invited me over to their house, us going in and me thinking like, whoa, this place is a wreck. I don't, I... you welcomed us in, me and all my, all my crew. And so 
expressing your willingness to welcome everyone in your family in um, and like people come into your home is such a great start and don't I wouldn't say I would say uh, what your house looks like because we are all we're all busy Every I think you'd be surprised about because everyone's just a little self-conscious about that but there's we used to we used to have a small group in our dorms in college and they were these tiny little like it looked like a prison cell so and space and so one good thing like it is nice to have small group in your and that vulnerability will kind of welcome others vulnerabilities of when they come in time to do the cleaning or whatever there are other options for where to and the cafe would be perfect the lobby is a wonderful place that's where we have our women's small group You can go in. It's very comfortable. It. I feel like it's a really. Um, it can be an intimate spot for. So that's. I mean, do you, are there any other? Do you have any other suggestions for, if people? Any suggestions for that? I, I think. Um, you know, it's when we think about our. I think it's the insecurity that, that many of us have, that many mm -hmm. people have. Um, but uh, it, it's good to have people into your home and to yeah. share what God has given you with other people. And we'll talk about encourage people to do, as we do encourage people to kind of tidy up and clean mm -hmm. and stuff like that before people come up. <laughs> We'll say here in a little bit, uh, not not completely, but it does I, I make feel like people. Grace covers. But you don't need to have a a, a, a really big home or a really no, nice home. Um, know that you are glad that they are there, yes. uh, and so that's the most important thing. Uh, in your house and um, we'll uh, elaborate on these a little bit now there are more and so we're gonna discuss the, these five uh, the first is getting to know the people in your home uh, so do you want to say a little bit more about that Emily yes I think you can go to church for years and years and years and not really form any relationships there. Go in, just sit down, listen to the sermon, turn around, leave when you're done. If you are not, um, and it's gonna be, I mean, I don't, it's gonna be kind of lonely. It's gonna be a lonely mm -hmm. Is to have a small group, especially in your home, because then they, they know more about you, they know, live what your home is like you know 
you you're letting them into your life. You I mean that's you're not just welcoming into your home. You're welcoming people into your life, which um, is a great way to get to know people very quickly. Um, and when we moved, we I think for a while struggled with, you know, we had moved away from our friends. build relationships and small group has been the fastest best way mm -hmm. to get to know yeah I, I think that's good you know one of the things that i think that we some of us are missing uh in the ch it's it's hard to fellowship if you only see each other on sunday mornings um you just kind of meet at the church, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, even the idea. It's really important and for the, the church community and the Christian community and, and so having people into your home, I think is really important for People are looking for it, yes, uh, you know, yeah, but people need leaders too. And that's one of the reasons we're talking about hosting. Want connection and they, they want to be with people and they want to make friends, mm -hmm. but they are. Of our lives. Yeah. Um, and we want to be a part of we yours. Want you there. Yeah. We yeah. want you there. We want to be a part of your life. And so we're Uh, blog post, not kind of our personal blog post, which we're really bad at keeping up with oh, gosh, a yeah. while ago. Or, <laughs> or, yeah, I think you got an email or a Facebook message asking uh, some more advice. Um, yeah. A little more on it, but they were considering starting a small group uh, at their church and they. They said their their first meeting, I think, when they put it out, that they were going to host a small group and invited people or so show up. Um, yeah, hold on, let me find the exact number because when she told me, I could not believe it. And twenty one kids showed yeah. up to their home. It was the picture that she sent. It was just like. volumes about how people just they want to be a part of a group and want to be included and make there's waiting for somebody to invite them over but you yeah. can be instead of just waiting you can be the person people plus a bunch of children show up the bad part about that is their house probably can't really hold 22 <laughs> yeah. people in a bunch of To step up within those twenty-two to host another group. Or at least three groups, because um, you know a small group is really probably twelve or under, uh, not including kids. And so um, you know we we kind of people hopefully will step up and, and lead not just in our church, but if you're listening to this and a part of another church, we hope that this will encourage you maybe Definitely. to lead in your own. Uh, the second reason uh, you give here is it shows that you're giving your home to God when you host a small group. You want to 
everything that we have comes from the Lord. It's a gift. Um, and that um, your home is one of I remember thinking, because we have a, a kind of a front sitting room, and then we have a back room. We bought this house because there's this weird front room that's just all this empty space. I couldn't, I could Perfect, I think, for our small group because there's a space in the front for us to sit and the space in the back for the kids to play. that was from the Lord that before we even knew before we even planned to do that like to welcome people in and so and even if you don't have a house even if it's an apartment a condo whatever you have a space um, and it that we are given is a gift from God and so um, yeah use use what you It's like our when you get your money from work and then you tithe. So yeah. that we spend um, with those people that we get to come over. That we get we they get to this. This doesn't just belong to us, but it belongs to the Lord. And I know, you know, obviously as a pastor, right? You're and hospitality yes, and and for me i think both of those things are going on we are trying to show people it well not just for our own benefit but the benefit of the people in our church yeah. and in our community and neighborhoods uh, and so forth and so when you're hosting people it shows that on the roads and stuff like that week. yeah it looks like we're having a party every <laughs> sunday night uh, but that's a good thing. Uh, at, you know, people's homes and mm -hmm. kind of wondering, well, what are they doing? Um, and why are they doing that? Yeah, invite people from your neighborhood. That's mm -hmm. that's a good opening to, to talk to someone about. Next one, a mm -hmm. about... Um, the third reason for hosting a group in your home is the adults that come in that are going to get the benefit of meeting together, but also the kids. Um, and it may kids, um, quite a large group of small yes. children. I know just from hearing our kids talk about small group that they but also like our kids are able to see us meeting together. They're going to hear the words you say some of the time, maybe maybe like a than anything else so if they're seeing you meet with other christians seeing you you read your bible um seeing you invite others over to your home and being kind to them 
Um, and so I feel like by doing this, by having um, family able to um, to disciple adults and kids at the same time. You know, with a, uh, a lot of people probably don't adhere to this, but one of the things we want our children to see are like our marriage is really important to us. And so we try to functionally put each other before the like we love our kids. And so we want to try to do our best to take care of our uh, important relationship that we have beyond our relationship with the Lord is actually our relationship with one another. Mm -hmm. And that's actually the biggest relationship that we want to see our, our kids see us value as Emily mentioned is the relationship that we have with people in the church. Mm -hmm. um, now, kids and then some of the relationships that we have with our church and our friends and all of those sorts of things but we want them to see how important so um we're not just discipling sometimes you think when you're leading uh, uh, a group I'm um, but we are discipling our kids yes. and you know when you think about the what we're doing and how important it is to us to disciple and to be discipled uh we them what it is uh to obey all of his commandments and working through some of those things because i'm not you know obviously i'm the pastor but i, I try to make it very discussion oriented and process and uh it gives them it gives us all an opportunity to kind of uh that we are coming across at that point in time and there's nothing better to see change something in their life or to repent of something or even if they're struggling in their marriage really struggling here the things that we're struggling with uh, can you guys help us out can you pray for us and all of those sorts of things happen in, in groups and it's a, um, it's a good safe place to be yeah. vulnerable and it's not as like it's not as steady you're not going to get as much feedback i think in all have done a lot of life together. We have yes. been with our group for a while. And so we families is like, you get to see other people parent. Mm. Um, you get yeah. to see other people good. Like that teaches me a lot to see how other families interact. And so kids or because we have a, a couple their kids are just a little bit older than all the other kids and it is so parent because they parent really well um and it it's like oh okay so when we get to the 
handle it. Um, so yes. I think like even beyond just um, even beyond any like teaching scripture and a work with our spouse, mm -hmm. um, do life in a way that is more productive and time way. Um, so that's I think that is another kind of added benefit. That I don't care oh, what yeah. age you are, you know, we're talking about where we're at in life. We have uh, young kids. Where you're at in life, you you need that sort of thing, and you need that community, um, no matter whether you're in college. You need some Christian friends and people that are going to disciple you and pour into you, mm -hmm. and. And so it's an opportunity to, to have that. Um, well, to have someone that can, yeah. That, um, trust the Lord through that situation and can give you good advice. Um, and I think you see that always. Safe place to bring up what kind of things you're struggling with. Um, and obviously it's not all struggle. those kind of like issues you also get to have fun together yeah um i think our group has a lot of fun and um so part of being part of that group is you the only place that the only time you're going to go to your group but it's also the people you get to sell celebrate with people in our group and i think no matter what your small group looks like always celebrate each other's lives and you know you can do birthdays and all of the times whereas if people are away from family or if they're away from if they've moved away from home they kind of a small group can kind of act as like a second family yeah it definitely does you know and it you know so that's a that's a really good point and thank you yeah well <laughs> And that's one of the things that we're discovering. We announced the belonging uh, earlier, and the belonging is a worship night for uh, people who are basically young adults, who uh, really people for under 40 years old. So I know that's not super young. But what we've discovered in the belonging, one of the reasons we launched it is because we realized uh, kind of how lonely people are mm -hmm. who are in that age group. And of course, you can blame it on social media, which we're using right now uh, for people to watch uh, or maybe even listen to here. Uh, on, on a podcast for a number or wh whatever it might be. But um, one of the things that our group has helped us is people who don't aren't from Northeast Ohio, aren't mm -hmm. from Talmadge, uh, where we currently live. It's, it's helped us to make friends. And it's taken a little while. Um, like we had a group and, for yeah, a while. People come and go. People move away. And um, like we just like we moved away from mm -hmm. where we're from and all those sorts of things. So there's a little bit of uh, uh, ebb and flow when, when it comes to those sorts of things. But uh, it's it's really nice to have kind of something that is built in to your your church or really the, the yeah the church body that you're you're a part of typically you know churches encourage you to be in a small group or a mm -hmm. Sunday school class that they are encouraging you to be friends and it might take a little while yeah. it takes sometimes several months for people to start to connect or whatever but once you do you'll be glad you did uh, yes. because we you all have need to go through those yeah, awkward yes phases. you do. 
And, you know, Emily's more of an extrovert than I am. I'm more of an introvert to a certain extent. Like yeah. I can be friends with a, a few people um, fairly well. And I feel like Emily can be friends with kind of everybody. Um, <laughs> but, and so it's probably taken me a little longer than her uh, to connect with certain people at certain times. Um, but uh, it's something we all need and, it, and it's been really good. I want to move on to uh, number four. And you kind of mentioned this. Yeah, we already kind like of discussed this. They kind of cancel each other out a little bit. Yeah. And so the, the fourth reason <laughs> is because you have to clean your home at least once a week. Like I said, uh, when I when I train people to kind of lead a group, I do encourage them to kind of tidy up uh, just because it makes people feel comfortable. They don't have to um, deep clean their house or anything. I know we never do. Uh, but for to, yeah, yeah. for it to be, we yeah. never do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. For it to be somewhat Careful. orderly. Careful. Um, and if you were to walk in my office right now, you could see that I'm not super clean or even super organized when it comes to those sorts of things. But one of the things that Emily and I do, uh, on Saturday occasionally, but usually on Sunday, cause Sunday, we're kind yeah. of doing it last minute after church even. Well, well you, with kids, you have yeah. to like. You have to do it right before the event happens. Otherwise, there's too much time for things to get messed up. So, yeah. so, so small <laughs> group small group ensures that we will clean our house at least once a week. Definitely. So that can be a benefit to you, by the way, too. It's a motivation. And some of yes. you might think, I need, I need to be motivated to clean the house. And so that's part of our motivation. And then the fifth thing you said is that someone needs to see your dirty sink. That's interesting. Yes. So... I um, I have a perfectionistic side that comes out only when I am super stressed out. And um, I think going along with social media, we see a lot of like uh, displayed perfection that people portray online, mm -hmm. uh, but probably like on the edges of those pictures, like dirty diapers and crazy stuff on the, around the floor that's just not in the shot. Um, so I had an experience where I went over to a friend from church. I went over to her house to drop something off. I walk in the door into the kitchen and her sink is full of dirty dishes. And I'm not going to lie. Like it brought me, it made me feel so, um, so peaceful. And it made me feel not so bad because our home at that time had a sink full of dirty dishes. And I kept thinking like, I cannot get it together. I can't, the, it's like the never ending dishes and, I just felt like I wasn't able to really, um, you know, I, I wasn't enough. I couldn't, I couldn't be enough. I couldn't do enough. And so seeing these dirty dishes, I remember thinking like, gosh, that just says volumes to me about like, I can like, it, that's not going to negate the value of me inviting people over. So I think sometimes on the outside, things can seem perfect and it, that is intimidating to other people. And so I want people to come over and I want them to feel comfortable and I don't want them to feel like they are being judged or that we are perfect and we have it all together mm. because <laughs> that is not true. Yeah. And so for someone to come in and see like dirty dishes in our sink. Now, most of the time, Josh does the dishes at our house. And so most of the time the sink is really, really clean. Um, but for people to see like the, you know, the spaces in our home that are not clean, um, I know sometimes the kids like bust into rooms, like our back rooms that we try to keep the door shut. And I'm like, you know what? That's fine because people need to know like we're not perfect. And I think that that opens up like there's we're not judging each other. We mm -hmm. are here to welcome each other and love each other. And so it's it's easier to be friends when that wall is broken down. Yeah. Of um, just perceived perfection because nobody is perfect. 
Yeah, I think it's it's really easy to come to church and, and put on a show. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, you know, pretend like everything's always okay or you have it all together mm-hmm. or life is perfect or whatever it may be. And actually having people into your home, if you do it on a regular basis, like it's going to be hard to put on. If you If you are intent on putting on a show, for people having people over on a regular basis will become ex- even more exhausting mm-hmm. than doing it just by going to church or when you're at work or whatever and so um, the nice thing about having people over on a regular basis is that people will see you probably at your best and they'll probably see you mm-hmm. at your worst uh, sometimes and so you, you know you put in your article here or in your blog uh, having others over to, to our home is not about putting on a show but instead about being vulnerable and welcoming yeah. Somebody needs to see your dirty dishes and know that they're not alone and that you are a real person. This way, Satan can't pull his dirty tricks and make, make us think we are less than and alone. And I, I think that's I think that's really good, uh, you know, because not only are people seeing really our, our dirty sink and dishes sometimes when you have people over, but um, having people over to your home on a regular basis is opening not just your home up, but at some point, I think if you do it long enough, you're going to open yourself up oh, yeah. to people too, which is one of the great things about being a part of a small group. Um, in, in a church, and so I, uh, I hope that this podcast has been helpful. Yeah. Um, we're going to end here. We're just now starting this, and so trying to figure out the right time, uh, or timing, or length to go about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have found this helpful, um, when we post this, you can subscribe to it. Uh, on we'll have it on iTunes, and uh, you also can share it with others. You can also share uh, our uh, Facebook Live post if you'd like to do that as well. Um, But what we hope you really will do uh, after listening to this is consider hosting a small group. If you're not going to host one, join one. Yes. Uh, Here in the church, we will be having signups here in the near future. And uh, like I said, uh, this this Wednesday at 6.30 and August 14th as well, uh, we'll be having a meeting for anybody who's interested in leading the group or joining the group. Uh, So I, I hope to see you there. Um, God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye.